one, year number four. It's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 289 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, company from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am absolutely thrilled that you're listening. In this episode, I'm going to be joined by my mate, Mick Aussie, and we're going to be sharing our tips on the preliminary finals, as well as uh, talking about two legendary players who have left us and the most creative social media unit for any of the 18 clubs that's out there on Twitter. Now, folks, I would love to talk to you about your most memorable game. If you have a most memorable game, I'd love for you to reach out over on my website, yankonthefooty at gmail.com, or excuse me, yankonthefooty.com, or by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com to tell me a little bit about that game and uh, see if we can set up a time where we can sit down and talk about that game. I love being able to share stories from footy fans about things that they're never going to forget about the game. So if you've got a most memorable game, I would love to talk with you. And also, before we jump into the uh, discussion with Mick, I did want to let everybody know that I picked up a handful of uh, new uh, stickers for the podcast. I just need to remember where I put the envelope, quite frankly, because I have a couple of other ones for a mate of mine here that I needed to share with him. And I don't know where I put the envelope, but I think they're in my desk in my classroom. Um, if you'd like to get your hands on one of those, now, of course, you can certainly head over to my website, theyankonthefooty.com, and go to my Redbubble store page up at the top and pick up a sticker or two or six or 12, um, a T-shirt, Whatever you'd like to do um, to help out the podcast, you can certainly do that or click on the Buy Me a Coffee button on my page as well. All of that helps keep the lights on for the podcast. But if you're one of the first eight people to leave me a wonderful five-star review over on my website, yankonthefooty.com, and then drop me a message there or at my email letting me know that you dropped that uh, review and your mailing address i love i would love to drop one of those stickers in the mail to you and get that to you so you can put it on your car put it on your computer whatever the case may be all right so i'd love to do that now today's club of the episode as we jump into this are the balaclava peckers of the adelaide plains football league now the peckers from what i found online i think it's maybe they've been a member of the ad or the apfl since 1940 but they they state that they have been around since 1903 but in the time since 1940 they've won 11 premierships at the senior level now on the 16th of september just this past weekend the peckers reserve side defeated angle vale 83 to 56 at the virginia oval to claim the premiership for the apfl reserves this year two days later they had their uh, award ceremony and their website uh, on youtube is just brimming with uh photographs of, of happy hardworking athletes that are part of this organization and um Lockie michael won the senior side's best and fairest and ben abella won the best and fairest for the reserve side so i want to congratulate the reserve peckers for taking home the flag this year they finished uh second on the ladder and uh ended up coming back and winning the premiership so congratulations good on you that's a memory you're going to have forever so let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. I will let you know, just as a heads up, I think in this episode, I go on the biggest rant I have gone on since I have had this podcast. 
Mick almost fell out of his chair. He was laughing so hard. And uh, it just kind of came to me in the moment. This was not something that was planned. It was not scripted out or anything like that. But uh, it just kind of came to me and I just let it go. So it's probably going to anger a few people. Hopefully it can make a few people laugh. Even the ones that are angry, hopefully they laugh at it as well because that's the intent behind it. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump in with Mick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined by my mate, Mick Aussie in uh, Parts Unknown, to, to quote one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, Mick, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Down in a place called Sylvan Lake, which is about half an hour west of Red Deer, which is halfway between... Is that between Edmonton and Calgary? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've heard of Red Deer. I've not I've not been up that way before, but I have heard of Red Deer. But uh getting a little vacation time in, which is great. Yep, that's it, man. Outstanding, outstanding. So we've got the prelims coming up this weekend. And uh I don't know, did you get the did you get the chance to to listen to my discussion with the gentleman from Major League Cricket yet? No, I'm on holidays, mate. Got to spend the oh, time with the girlfriend. There, there you go. And yet, so, next so <laughs> now I don't know if she, I don't know if she can hear me right now if she's in the room. But I want to thank her for giving me the opportunity to talk to you while you were on holiday right now. So <laughs> a big thumbs up there. So, mate, I'm not that under the thumb, but I told her I'd be away for half an hour. So all good, mate. But no, well, I wouldn't miss your show no matter what, bud. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. So, you know, it's been <clears throat> it's been an interesting week of some really uh, some really sad news. You know, with the passing of Ron Barassi, and uh, of course, you know, we're heading into the you know the, the prelims this weekend. But uh, you know, you've been following this game so much longer than I have. You have a much better take on what this gentleman meant to the game and what 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 did he mean to to footy what was what was what's what was what's going to be the his legacy because a lot of people are talking about you know naming the premiership cup after him which you know the nfl has you know the lombardi trophy i don't know if the gray cup is named after somebody named gray i have no idea yeah 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 it is yep okay yep okay so mick yep. you know very sad news coming out this week with the passing of ron barassi uh you you've been a a fan for a lifetime. I've only been following for a few years. What is his legacy? What is you know? Because people are talking about you know naming the Premiership Cup after him, and and one is that a good idea? And and what is the game going to remember about this gentleman? Because it you know it seems like he just is an absolute legend, one of the legends of all time of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember him from a very young age when he would have coached North Melbourne Kangaroos to the 75 VFL Premiership, I believe. So I was young then. I would say he's a hardcore, old school, but very successful and very different to what happens these days, but absolute legend. And I've often mentioned Malcolm Blight, the star from Woodville, but then when he played for North Melbourne, he tells a lot of great Ron Barassi stories on Sports Day SA. But, yeah, I remember him coaching them. And just a legend along with uh, him and Kevin Sheedy would probably be the two biggest legends in my lifetime in the VFL, AFL. Okay. Now, what do you think about the uh, – yeah, because some of the footage I saw him, I, I saw a video of him 
when he was on crutches and he was he was moving across the ground and I don't know the circumstances but he was moving across the ground on crutches faster than I think I could walk uh it was just it was you know, like he he had something going on something to tell somebody at that point in time and I and I don't know the uh that scenario but there's got to be a fantastic story that was that was part of that yeah well he, he played for Carlton and Melbourne mm-hmm. he coached North Melbourne he coached Melbourne I believe as well then they send him to Sydney because the AFL slash VFL needed someone good to coach the Sydney Swans after a few years and he got started to get that team back on top and then they went on after built that team so an absolute legend for the stories of him just being so hardcore as a coach but mm-hmm. got the great results out of the players and then Malcolm Blight took a lot of his ideas into his coaching and Malcolm Blight admits that he was a bit too hardcore when he first started and some of my Woodville mates sure do tell me some of the Blighty stories as well so Ron Bryce RIP legend so do you think that uh that the cup should be named after him or is that oh. too premature or just, just leave it as a premiership cup or, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, you could name it after a few people, but he would be right up there in the probably top five that you could probably name it after. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, uh, I saw some people. And again, I, I guess I don't know the answer to this question because I know that the MCG is the Melbourne cricket ground. But during the course of a cricket season, during the course of a year, how much cricket is actually played at the MCG? And I'm not asking that to be a smart ass. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Do you know how many many games? Well, you'd have the Victorian team would play their Sheffield Shield games there. Most of them, maybe not all of them these days. I'm not 100% sure on that, but they used to play all their games there. You have the uh, Big Bash. We'll okay. play there, the Melbourne teams. And, of course, uh, the the Boxing Day test is huge. It's played from Boxing Day onwards. Massive, massive crowds there. So, yeah, fair bit, absolutely. Okay, because I saw some people that were posting online that they should, you know, maybe if they're not naming the cup after them, that they should consider naming one of the stands at the MCG, you know, after after him. And, and there were several people that were commenting, you know, it's a cricket ground. It's a cricket ground. And I'm, and I, I was just curious, you know, yes, that's the name of it, but I didn't know if there was more cricket or more footy played on that surface. That's, that's why I was wondering, because, again, I don't know the answer to that. Well, put it this way, the AFL pour a lot of money into the MCG, so they would have a lot of power over the Melbourne, the Victorian Cricket Association. Absolutely. Okay. With the MCG, you know, the Melbourne Football Club, they have they have quite a few seats there as members. So that's why you saw last week the Melbourne game, there was 92,000 there, whereas some of the other games that are sellouts, it might be 88 because those Melbourne members might not go or might not give up their tickets. So that's why, even though it's a sellout, the crowd might, might fluctuate by 5,000 or so. And that's too, that's too bad. I mean, there, there there's got to be a way that if if somebody has that that ticket for that game because they're they're a, they're a member of something, if they're not going to use it, that that they should be able to you know, that it should be able to get transit. And I know that there's you know, 
nefarious ways in terms of which tickets get distributed. I I, I get that, but there there's is is there a way that those people then could give up those tickets if they decide not to go, or just some people saying I'm not letting anybody else sit in my seat. You know what? I'm not hundred percent sure, but I would guess that probably not. It would have to be a close friend or family, I would believe, because there's certain rules about dress code and the the snotty elite Melbourne members. So there's a bit of that okay. involved. Okay. Yeah, I know I had uh, Carolyn Cummins, who works for the Sydney paper, who's a who I believe was the first female member of the Melbourne Cricket Club of the, of the uh, of that group, that organization at the uh, the the stadium. She was the I think she was the first female member. Her grandfather won a premiership with South Melbourne back in I think 1902, um, a few years ago. But um, you know the other neat thing is that you know with this weekend again, you know we've got. Uh, you know, we've got two of the top four sides playing finals here. You know, of course, Port Adelaide, which I know breaks your heart, went out in straight sets. I know you are, <laughs> I, I know that you had to get out of town because you didn't want to see people, you didn't want people to see you crying in, in front of them because of that. So I, I I understand why you had to get all the way out of town and get almost a red deer to just to save your manhood by getting away from everybody that knows you. Okay, well, so good well, on you there. The uh Philip Hicks, the founder of Edmonton Cricket TV, that pays me good money to do the show. He's a mad Port Adelaide Power fan, so I raised him up a bit. But real quick, one more other legend died as well. Cowboy Neil played for St. Kilda. Kilda mm-hmm. Tough player. But I remember him when he coached Central Districts in the SANFL League when I was in my teenage years. So there was another player that uh, tough, good player for St. Kilda. He died as well. So R.I.P. to Cowboy was his nickname, Cowboy yeah. Neil. Yeah, he was 78, I believe, um, when he passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I didn't jot his name down. I remember seeing that, but I but I think, and unfortunately for him, somebody who, you know, has as good of a legacy as he had with St. Kilda that, you know, that that he kind of, you know, he, he that he passed away kind of under the, the umbrella, if you will, of Ron Barassi's passing. So yeah. he may not have gotten the, the, the just recognition that he might have yeah. deserved you know he certainly well, would have with St. Kilda supporters <laughs> yeah well that's true yeah so we just got to get everybody to listen then um <laughs> but uh you know looking at at the the prelims this weekend I'll tell you it has been an absolute blast watching um the social media and I and I and I've posted online several times that i i think that the you know and this was even before the finals have happened gws's social media group the giant social media group i think has to be the best one of the best if not the best out of all 18 clubs because they they are just they're hilarious they have just the right amount of snarkiness and they just they're having fun with it yeah, I saw some of that last week. It was kind of out of character, but in a good way because the AFL clubs are pretty conservative. They're pretty strict with the players and what mm-hmm. they can do and who they can talk to. So, yeah, but I watched the first half of that. GWS Giants should have been up by 10 goal at halftime. They kicked like five points just before half time. They absolutely destroyed Port Adelaide Power. And you and I were right, not only for tipping them as eight-point underdogs, but mm-hmm. what we said last week in regards to their key players that were going in injured and underdone, and it proved correct. Yeah. Lysette, Marshall, McKenzie, and a couple others were underdone and did not play well. So a big 
by Kenny Hinckley going in with that team. And also, like, the other thing we said, like, a lot of times games don't go the way you think, but both are factors as well in the fact that the bigger-bodied on-ball players for the Giants destroyed the lighter Butters and Rosie. I mean, they're great players, but you've got to go in with good leg strength in that middle because the finals are tougher to get kicks. Right, I thought right. both play. I thought both played all right, but now nah, Butters and Rosie weren't seen in that first half, and you know the game was pretty much over, wasn't it? Yeah, and do do you looking at their physical makeup? And I know that they are still very young men. It, it, you played this game at a at a fairly good level. I'm not going to say a high level because you're going to correct me on that. But uh, do they still have time to? continue filling out and become stronger and less maybe less sinewy and and you know become more muscular and become a you know somebody who's more like a patrick cripps in terms of the, like just the bulk that they're carrying with them oh i don't think so they'll fill out a little bit but no i played sanfl before the crows yeah. came in so it, yeah. was, it was probably 15 percent less than the yeah. vfl at the time so i played a lot of i played against a lot of elite players right right but like I said, who would you rather in the middle in a hardcore final, Petrarca and Oliver or Rosie and Butters? I know who I would rather pick, and that's nothing against Rosie and Butters. You needed those other couple of big bodies in there as well. Horn mm-hmm. Francis is big body for his age, but he's only like 19. Travis Broke was strong on the leg. So I would have, I think they made a big blunder. I would have put Powell Pepper in there straight into the second quarter when they started to lose. Al Pepper's a strong guy. You yes, needed him in the middle, and they didn't do it. So yeah. I think bad coaching from Kenny Hinckley, but it's awesome to see the Port Adelaide Power fans dissing Kenny Hinckley now. Well, That's what I love. Mate. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I'm looking. I'm looking at a headline, on, you know, because he just signed a two-year extension, and uh, <laughs> I'm looking at a headline on Code Sports. It was just posted. Uh, well, it's 6:01 a.m. Melbourne time. I hope the sound doesn't come up here because it likes to do that. Uh, hopefully it doesn't auto play. Oh, good. It's off. Um, Port Adelaide still believe in Ken, still believe Ken Hinckley is the right man for the job, despite a semifinal exit as the power coach deals with strong feedback heading into the off season. Well, how much does he have to deal with? They just gave him a two-year contract. I mean, he can just tell them to go, to go piss off and go, you know, piss up a rope because he's got two more years in his pocket. And if he doesn't, they're going to pay him out some money for that. So if they don't don't like it, go get somebody else. I'll go sit on a beach, you know, kind of like, you know, Hans Gruber said, sit on a beach making 10% or on on my, my interest or whatever. Yeah. There's some, there's some truth in it. Like he hasn't got them over the line. And like I said, there was a couple of coaching moves I would have made. Powell Pepper in the middle, absolutely. But Dixon, Charlie Dixon was the other one I left out. So that was four players underdone and injured. Now, that's not his fault, so you can't blame that on Ken. You can't, yeah, you can't blame that on Kenny Hinckley. You're right, you know, the injuries. But, you know, at this point in time, though, you only have, you know, so many healthy bodies, you know, and, uh, you know, you're going to try to put out the best 22 that you have there. And I saw something... you can blame him for picking all of them. Absolutely. I mean, Marshall, he was terrible again in that first half. I gave him praise. He had a breakout year. But he just doesn't look like he's going hard enough at the ball sometimes. That's what yeah. I reckon. Well, and I'm looking at a uh, – I, I, I haven't watched the entire clip, but I get, it was a conversation between Gerard Waitley and David King where King 
called Kenny Hinckley as just a good average coach. Um, well, that's, which, yeah. nah, that's, that, that's not right. He's better than that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Caroline Wilson came, came to his defense there, but you know, back, back to the, uh, the GWS social media group, which has been, it's been, it's been fun because, you know, they, they actually had somebody from channel seven who was doing like a, a, a news broadcast. Maybe it was somebody else at a bar, one of channel sevens mics that worked for them, but was, it was talking about how there was, you know, this, you know, that the, the MCG, that there was a threat of an orange tsunami this week in Melbourne and that people should be careful and such. And they're just really playing it up. And, and it was interesting to watch the Collingwood supporters get so bent out of shape about the fact that this social media group is having fun with this and they're trying to rally you know, again let's be honest this if i'm not mistaken this club has fewer supporters you know has fewer members than gold coast does i think they have fewer <laughs> members a smaller membership than gold coast does so they're trying anything that it's like you know let's throw let's throw as much spaghetti as we can at the wall to see what sticks so I saw somebody, and I want to give this guy credit here, and I'm going to call him out by name. If you're on Twitter, he doesn't have a lot of followers. I followed him yesterday or today, maybe, but it's at Scott under, underscore Reed 90. And he said he called out these Collingwood supporters who were blasting the G GWS social media group. And he said, you have to remember, they don't have the luxury of a century of generational support. They have to find creative ways to build interest and to take their moment while they can. It's good for the game. And I fucking agree with that wholeheartedly right there it's it's absolutely good for the game they're having fun with it these are a bunch of young men you're considered ancient when you're 35 years old or 32 years old playing this game let them have some fun lighten the fuck up collingwood go out and play the game you very well might win you got a minor premiership already but jesus christ just lighten the fuck up and let these people have some fun they're back in the prelims when nobody gave them a shot in hell of doing anything this year including me and probably including you Oh, I love it, mate. Love your passion. Now you see why Collingwood have hated you. Either love or hate them. But we'll do the Aussie slang in a minute. But you know, this is. I think the. I think the Collingwood fans are a bit like this right now. Uh -huh. A bit nervous in their butthole, mate. They're well, a bit nervous they're, down they're there. They're puckering a little bit. Diarrhea through nerves. Oh nerves, man, nerves, yeah. Nerves. You know, I and I just I, that rant was just kind of building up inside of me there, and I just thought, you know, have some fun with it. it it's kind of say I see the same thing sometimes at school where every. Everybody wants everything to be so parochial and just straight and you, it has to be this way and sit here and do this and, you know, line up and, you know, you can't, you know, you can't do this. You can't do this. And I'm thinking, just let them be frigging kids. Come on, just lighten up. Let them be a kid. Let them have fun with what they're doing. You let, you know, there's a lot of pressure on what we're asking them to do. There's a hell of a lot of pressure in the world. Let them just relax and have some fun and just go out and play the game. And yeah, speaking, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the world's all messed up. But I think you might be like me. I am hoping for a Giants, Lions, all non-Victorian grand final. Wouldn't that be awesome? And just see the I, Melbourne people so well, upset. They'll boycott it. There'll be oh, there'll still be a very good crowd there. Yeah, I would love to see that, mate. Well, should we get onto the picks or what? We we should. Yes. Yeah. So let's start with you know again. We do not. We're recording this on. Wednesday evening around 7 p.m. here on the east coast of the United States. So it's it's into Thursday, Thursday morning, um, early in Melbourne. So we don't have the teams as of yet. I know that uh, young Mr. Dacos is going to be back in the side, but you know, he's not taking a whole lot of bumps here recently. He's coming back off a bit of a of a knee issue. And uh, what are you thinking on Collingwood and GWS? Because I, I think I know where you're leaning on this. 
Well, Collingwood are favoured by 10.5 points. I'm definitely taking the Giants to cover that on a smaller bet. I think they can even win. But as you'll see on my piece of paper, I have the Collingwood Magpies, a dotted circle around there saying that I will probably pick them depending on ins and outs. But no, I think Collingwood will probably get it done just. But I really hope it's a close game and I hope the Giants get up over them. Nothing against my good mate, Fremo, who was on your show a couple right, of years right. ago covering the Magpies. I do like their brand of football. But the last couple of weeks with the Maynard incident and so forth just shows the true colours of some of their feral type negative. We're the best, we're the best. But there's a nickname for them and there's a reason why they are called the Collie Wobbles because you look back on the records and see how many grand finals they have been in and see how many they have won. So over the years, they wobble, mate. They're the Wobblies. Collie Wobblies, as Gabe calls them, but Collie Wobble is their nickname. I hope it's a close game. Collie Wobbles just, I think, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, and, you know, when they played back in round nine, they beat the Giants at the MCG by 65 points. They beat them by 11 goals, basically. And the Giants the Giants were going terribly at that time. Of course, so was Sydney at that point in time, and we we saw both of them shoot back up, the, you know, shoot up the ladder and both make finals. I, What's your pick? I am – I'm going to go back to what you just got done saying about what GWS did to – Port Adelaide, and I think you know there there are some sm- smaller players, and not Pendlebury, but there are some smaller players that are kind of in part of the. Uh, you know, I, I'm really just to see what some of these bigger bodies do against uh, Dacos in the midfield, and I I'm going with GWS in an upset. I just think, like I said, I'm, I think I, right. I think they're the Road Warriors. I told you I, I last week when we spoke, I looked at their 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 roster, their, their list to see who was it that looked the most like Mel Gibson, who looked like the Road Warrior, and I couldn't I couldn't pick anybody that actually looked like him, but. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe we go with uh, Adam Kingsley. Uh, we'll just say he's the road warrior because if nothing else, he can, you know, just kind of, you know, when the, uh, you know, when the, the uh, pies are getting ready to kick for goal, he can just go out there like, what's the, who's the guy that uh, in the uh, the big um, movies, the guy that has the big, the, I don't watch the movies, the jewels on his arm and that sort of thing. What's Thanos that he can go out and just like punch the ground and make the stadium shake and the sticks will wobble and they'll miss, um, you know, kind of well, like, a, you know, Dane Rampey climbing it, but from a distance. Well, if GWS win, that means that you and I will draw a level because I got you by two on the first week of the finals and you uh-huh. got me You got me last week. You went two and oh, I went one and one. So I'm one ahead of you. Yeah. So if Giants win, we will draw a level in our picks for the win in the finals. Yep. And uh, and I, th- I think it's going to be a close game, but I just... I think that the way that they're not taking themselves seriously, at least in the public view, which again, as you said, kind of has Collingwood maybe a little nervous. And I and and I think you have to be nervous. You've had a week, you've had an extra week off. You know, you're you're the you're the team that's expected to be there. You're the team that's expected to play in your home ground in the grand final against a team that nobody thought, you know. I I I think we would be hard pressed to find anybody other than maybe the most diehard giant supporter who thought they were playing finals this year. I don't think well, many our, people uh, did. The whiner about traveling to uh Marvel uh, hardwood. He said, he said recently he thinks they can go all the way, but no. this is the other thing, mate. This is the other thing we don't 
lot of people don't realize. Giants are on a momentum, great mm-hmm. run. Their skills, they're used to playing every week. There's something about routine. They right, don't right. have many injuries. That's a great thing. Now, playing two games in four weeks is what the Collingwood will be doing. That can yeah. be detrimental because you can lose yep. that little bit of an edge with your skills and everything. So the momentum can work in their favor. That's why I think it's going to be a beauty of a game. I really do. Yeah. The Giants have won 11 out of their last 13. You know, they dropped they dropped uh, games in rounds 21 and 22 against the Swans and against Port Adelaide. Um, but they've won four in a row since then. And they won uh, seven in a row before they dropped those. And the, the game they'd lost pre- right. prior to that was a goal, was a single goal game to the you know to the Tigers, and they'd won they beat the the Cats the week before that, which kept the Cats out of the finals. Oh well, I'm over it. Uh, but let's move on and talk about Brisbane and Carlton because this is going to be, I think this will be an interesting game. And again, you know, Brisbane's gone through the entire season without a blemish on their record at home at the Gabatois, as you like to call it, which I think is a great name for it. Um, but uh, what are you thinking on this one? No, I don't think it will be an interesting game. I'll be honest. Uh, Lions are favoured by 19 and a half. And the reason I say this is they're so hard to beat up there. Mm-hmm. And even though you pick Carlton and I pick Melbourne, let's be honest, Melbourne bloody well blew it with bad kicking for goal. Hey, you got the pick. You got the win. That's all that matters. But Melbourne yeah. blew that game. They should have won it. Bad kicking's bad football. Well, they kicked nine goals, 17, I think. So... Carlton are lucky to be there. I believe those top four teams were a lot better than the bottom four in the eight. That said, I might be totally wrong, but I will take the Lions to win and win by more than 19 points. And I hope I'm right, and I hope it's a Lions-GWS grand final. I think it'll be Lions-Collingwood, and that'll be a ripper of a game as well. Right, right. Yeah, and that I think you're right there. I am I am going with, with Brisbane to win this one as well. Uh, I just think at home, uh, you know, Carlton has has certainly ascended a lot like the Giants have because they they scuffled in the middle of the season. A lot of people were writing them off thinking, OK, they're not playing finals. They solidified themselves. They, you know, they got I think they got to the number five spot on the ladder to where this this is, they were maybe playing better than a couple of the sides that made the top four when the season ended. I, I would say you could argue they were playing better than Port Adelaide at the end of the season. Um, but. It is, uh, it's going to be a great matchup. You know, I'm just, I'm just really interested to see, um, you know, is, uh, is Makai going to be back in? Cause I know that he's, he's kind of been a little dinged up. I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard whether he's been playing or not, but um, yeah. Bad off without him. Well, could be, yeah, you could be right on that, but it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. And I, I, I think it's going to be the lions by a couple of goals. Um, but the midfield battle, I think, is, is going to be phenomenal because these are two really, really good midfields that are going to be clashing with one another. And I guess, you know, whoever whoever does a better job of getting the clearances and getting the ball forward is probably going to win it. And I just Absolutely. think it's going to be Brisbane that does that. And what about, I mean, Danaher played well in the first final, but he could go missing as well. And Charlie Kerner has not had a very good final series True. Yet to date. So that would be interesting. Who stands up, Kerno or Danaher? But anyway, we've got to get moving. I'm or on a bit of a good time. Or Hipwood. Yeah. <laughs> or Hipwood. So let's get into our, our five terms for the week. Okay. And uh, 
the first one, okay, the first one for this week is Ocker. O-C-K-E-R. O-C-K-E-R. Ocker. Ocker. That's just a nickname for an Aussie, isn't it? Uh, well, I hope that's not just a general term. Ocker. Ocker. Okay. Bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a drongo type of feral type Aussie. Kind of, yeah. They they said a boorish or aggressive person. Yes. So I'll give you that one. Boorish oh, or aggressive. No, nah, nah, I don't yeah. deserve that one. You're not, you don't deserve so? that one? I'm giving you that one. You're, <laughs> Ooh, you're, you're generous you, tonight, mate. You're, you're, on, you're on vacation, okay? <laughs> um, you're on holiday. You know, you, you had to get out of town. So, you know, you know, people didn't see you crying about the port game. So, um, <laughs> so the second one, the second one here. Chop and change. 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 Yeah, I've heard of that. Chop and change. Chop, chop and change. Mm-hmm. No, shit, I've heard of it, but I can't. Chop and change. No, I've okay. heard of it years it? ago. This is why I've been away for 25 years. Yeah. Chop and change. As soon as you say it, I reckon I'll know it. Uh, it says to change one's opinion often and abruptly. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 I should have got that one. Okay. Should have got that one. Now, I, 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 this just happens to be a coincidence that, that this one is here and I, it's not meant to infer anything here. Uh, but the third one, not the full quid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me. Who's not the full quid? I'm trying to think of an AFL footballer that's not the full quid. Oh, oh, oh mate. Back in the day, the guys that ran around like lunatics belting everyone. So not the full quid is, yeah, you're, you're a couple of pennies short of the dollar. You're not quite there. there. You yeah, not not bright intellectually. Yes, you got that one spot on. Yep. yep. Okay. So... One of us, one of us after Friday's game is going to be grinning like a shot fox. Oh, a shot fox. Yeah, well, probably when you go fox hunting, because they do go after the sheep in the country. Mm -hmm. Like a shot. Was it shot fox? Yes, like shot, like bang. Bang, yeah. Well, I suppose it's when they're just... Whether remember, remember, they, oh, they must have been shot. Remember, yeah. it said it said grinning, grinning like a shot fox. So the fox has been shot. That's what you're saying, aren't right, you? Right, but it, but it's also grinning. Yeah, so it's not dead. No, well, maybe. So it's grinning as if it survived and just been shot a little bit, or it's grinning as it's been as the person missed the shot. Okay. I'm uh, gonna give you this grinning. one. Go no. ahead. Go ahead. So very happy or smugly satisfied. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't really recognize the shot fox term. Okay. Okay. And the last right. one. No, I didn't get that one. The last one. Ropeable. Ropeable. R O P E A B L E. Ropeable. 
you might strangle someone's neck like they strangle the calves when you rope them. Uh, kind of. It's along those oh, lines. On, I must have got that one. I must have got that one. No. Rope it's along those lines. It, it, said, it, said, it said very angry. Yeah, it said very angry. Yeah, yes. So yeah, like I said, it's along those yeah, lines. You want to yeah. strangle them. You want to get that rope around oh. them and strangle them. <laughs> yeah, I got I, that one. Come on, go yeah. give me that one. I'm giving you that one. So we got what? One, <laughs> two, three. We got three out of five this week. Oh, I think I got two, but if you give me three, that's all right. I'm too. giving, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you ochre. Okay, I'm giving you that one there. Okay, I do not, I do not want to be an ochre, or or a or a seppo, quite frankly, either. So, <laughs> so, and I and I guess you know what I think maybe about 15 minutes ago I was one when I went on my little rant there. So, no, it's yeah. good, man. I loved your anger. I don't see it very often with you, the conservative school teacher. So that was good. Yeah, I, I, you know what? When I when I break down this this one down, I may actually put that as as part as an edit that I put out with the episode when, when I when I put that out. I still have to record the opening and the closing yet, though. So, Mick, I know you got to go, man. Where can people find your work, sir? Yeah, MickOzzy.tv, uh, Edmonton Cricket TV on Facebook and YouTube, and well, this week Friday night I'll be at the Elks game. So hopefully, Gabe lets me go live at about. 920 Mountain, which would be 820 Pacific from inside the Elks game live. But that's when I'm normally on now, 820 Pacific or 1120 Eastern on sportsgrid.com, sportsgrid on YouTube, Sirius XM channel 159. Now, let me ask you a question here. Since Gabe has changed times that he's on, how has that impacted the girlfriend? Is is she okay with you being on that late on Saturday or Friday nights? Has that put a has that put a kink in what you typically would do be doing on a Friday night? Hey, who's the boss? Hey, I'm not. I'm, is, you know, is you it, know, is an Aussie saying. You know what this saying is? You no, know this is under the thumb. There's an Aussie saying. You know what that is? Uh huh. Oh, I know what it is. On, under I, under the thumb but, is an Aussie. But but I but I I know I know what. I know what that is, and I know what goes inside of there too. <laughs> Just a little. That's actually okay, got some well, salt in it for hard. They, work. Okay. <laughs> well, here jar. under the thumb, they call it. They call it whipped. So uh -huh. the boys up here call it whipped. I don't know what you call it, but it's short for. Yes, I know. Yes, it, it's, you it's, can edit this out. Short no, I I know what it, they know. Whipped. Yes, I know what it means. It, it, we know what it means. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, I'm not under the thumb, mate. I'm not under the no, thumb, but I, I know. do have to respect her time. <laughs> right. That's that's why I was saying. I said, is is she okay with you being on that late at night? Is that is that has that prevented you from from doing stuff on Fridays that you typically would have been doing? Ah, uh, there was time where I'll just say, Gabe, look, I can't. Like this Friday night, I'm going to the Elks game, no matter mm -hmm. what. So if I miss Joe, I miss his show, and there'll be other Friday nights. It might happen, but generally go. we go across the road. Saturday nights to watch a band. So no, oh absolutely want okay. to be on Gabe's now, show. Are, are the Elks yeah. are the Elks home this week? Yeah, home okay. against the BC Lions. They've had a couple of wins lately, so they're doing all right. Yeah. Now, did they did they, and I guess I haven't followed it, but did they win a, a home game yet? Uh yes, they've won two, actually. They've won two. So okay. that's awesome. Because <laughs> I know because if I'm not mistaken, you know. If I'm not mistaken, you know the the British still had some forts in Canada the last time that Edmonton actually won a uh, a home football game. Yeah, you know, that's been what 175 years ago or something like that since they won. 
one. Oh, mate. It was it was it was it was nearly four years. They lost to you with COVID, but it was twenty-two yeah. home losses in a row. Oh. It was absolutely disgraceful. But last week we beat those watermelon head riders, Saskatchewan riders mm. in their home city of Regina. So that was a great win, beating them out there in Regina. Do they still call them the Rough Riders? Yeah, yeah, the Rough okay. Riders. Okay. They wear watermelon heads on their helmet. They wore watermelon I, helmet heads. So you've I seen have, that on my I've show seen, I've seen you wear, wearing one. Yep, yep. So last last little bit of advice before you go there, sir. Oh, mate, just uh, be cool and don't be idiots like a lot of the Collingwood fans are and keyboard warriors because it's all fun and games in the end. And in the end, it's just a game that yeah, we need yeah. to enjoy. Be passionate, but don't do stupid well, things. Don't fight in the crowd like at the Patriots. Where I was just going to mention that. Died. Yes. Just be cool. Don't fight. Drink, yeah. but be careful, and just yeah. don't be idiot. Yeah, and I and I applaud. I have I have to say on the podcast here, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I was devastated by the the injury to Nick Chubb, and I don't know if you've seen the footage of it. If you have not, don't watch. It was horrific. His knee, instead of bending this way, it went this way. It oh, it it went oh. completely over. He's done for the year. It's like a Willis McGahee injury from back in two thousand and two in the uh, the uh, Fiesta Bowl in the national championship game. But the Steelers fans, and again, I'm not a Steelers fan at all. I respect that organization. Uh, we've talked about how I hate the Ravens. The support the Steelers fans as they were putting him on the cart and and taking him off the field were all you know chanting his name. Because they, they because wow. the, the the play by the, the replay folks made the mistake of putting that footage up on the the big screen, so the crowd would not necessarily have seen that because they thought there was a fumble on the play, and they showed that imagery up on the screen, and the fans were just horrified by it, and they were all shout you know shouting his name. So, Pittsburgh fans, I salute you. I hope we kick the shit out of you next time, though. But I do salute you about <laughs> this one, though. Mick, have yeah, a fantastic. He's week. a very. He's a, He's a Go very ahead. good player, Nick Chubb. He's a very good player. Sad to see that. Yeah. But Browns and Steelers, I actually picked you guys, but they're the I dislike the well, most. I'll leave you that night. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh did not run a single play inside the 30-yard line, and they won because they scored two oh. defensive touchdowns. Yep. Oh. I'll see you, Mick. Cheers, man. Right. Good luck. Have you a bet. great weekend, man. You enjoy bet. the footy. Really Absolutely. enjoy it. Bye-bye. All right, man. Hey, fantastic. Have a have a great uh, have a great uh, holiday there. I can keep talking as I walk okay. upstairs. And and thank thank the girlfriend for. Uh... Oh, you're not gonna leave your hat on. You don't want people oh, no, to see. Good. <laughs> you no, don't want people good. to see your hat. They, they... Oh, I love might, the hat. Bro. You might get to that. sign. You might get to sign a couple of autographs. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. But yeah, it I couldn't happen. have gone for that. Couldn't go for an hour. That was all. No, I, was I get it. And there, there wasn't really an hour worth of stuff to talk about tonight either. Nah. Yeah, that's the nah, thing. That, yeah, the the one the thing I did with uh, the the gentleman uh, from Major League Cricket, I talked to him for about thirty five minutes last night. Right. Um, yeah. And it was, and it, I think it went really well. And he, and as he told me at the end, he said, "Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, you know, anytime you want to come back, you know, want me to come back on, I'd be delighted to." And I and I told, asked him, I said, "You know, can you know possibly you know." talk to other folks that are within, you know, they're within the, uh, um, within the league as well. So maybe I'll even be able to get a couple, a couple of the athletes on possibly, maybe he'll, I'll get some connections that way. But I learned something though, that, um, 
you know, as I broke down the number of players. I'll try and listen to it. No, that's okay. But I was just going to say, I was, I broke down where all the players were from. And I realized that even though, you know, a lot of the money that bankrolled this was from India, there were no players from India in the major league cricket. And I didn't realize that India, the Indian cricket association does not allow Indian players to play in other leagues like the big bash league and things like that until after they've retired from Indian Indian cricket. Is that right? Yeah, they don't let them unless they unless they like retire from the IPL. They cannot go play elsewhere. Wow. All right, I got to yeah. go, mate. Seriously. Go, man. See ya. Hey, listen. Yep, I'll try and listen to it, and you, I'll mention you. we're doing we're we're doing a big cricket show. The last episode is this week. We're doing a big one, so I'll try yeah. and mention it. I, there I think I think next time we do this, we need to have the camera this close because this is a really interesting viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mick. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your holiday. I know you had to get out of town and you know get away from those people that were seeing you all sad and despondent about Port Adelaide having lost this past weekend. Um, but thanks for hopping on to chat about this weekend's games. It's going to be one hell of a weekend. Uh, you know, we di- uh, we disagreed on one game, we agreed on the other one, but deep down, you said you kind of hoped that the result that I uh, tipped ended up happening. So there you have it, folks. There's the prelims. There's our thoughts on them. You'll have to let us know where you think we're right and where we're wrong. Uh, Look out for one another. Check up on your friends and family. Make sure they're okay. If you go into the games, I hope you have a fantastic time. I hope you really, really enjoy yourselves. Uh, Should be two packed houses. Uh, That Friday game is a 5.50 start for me here in Ohio, 5.50 a.m. So I will be up listening to the beginning of that on the radio And then I'll have it on the television in my classroom when I get to school at a little after 6 o'clock. But then the subsequent game, the Brisbane and Carlton game, is I think it's a 3.05 Saturday morning contest for me. So I will not be able to watch that one until later in the day. Um, So really looking forward to these, though. It's going to be a heck of a weekend. If you did not get a chance to uh, check out the episode that I released yesterday, I sat down with the vice president of marketing for Major League Cricket here in the United States. Cricket is starting to make some real progress at becoming a game that is uh, going to be interesting to American fans. We've got a lot of expats here who grew up with cricket who are really enjoying it, but I think that this uh, this part of the world is just ready for this dynamic, fun, 363 degree game. So... If you didn't get a chance to check out episode 288, I hope you sit, you know, will t- give a listen to my talk with Tom Dunmore. Just an absolute gentleman. Uh, really, really enjoyed talking with him and, and finding out what's making MLC click and what to expect next. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, look out for one another. I do hope that you'll, uh, you know, check out my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can find everything there for it. You can get on my mailing list so when new episodes come out, uh, they'll be in your inbox within a few minutes after they've been released. Uh, again, you can leave a review there. I hope you'll consider doing that. It really helps that word of mouth. You know, I'd love, love, love for you to share the episodes that you enjoy. Uh, I will mention I do have quite a few of my older interviews and even some newer ones that I'm starting to sprinkle in there over on my YouTube channel. I had been somewhat neglectful of that recently, and I've gone through and have added in probably 40 or 45 interviews over the last few weeks uh, to my YouTube channel. And I've actually... Now, this is going to sound like a bit of a pittance here, but for for somebody who's not put the time into his YouTube channel that that he should, 
or that, that he could, I should say. Um, I'm actually over 100 subscribers over on my YouTube channel. Now, I've not released necessarily video per se. I'm releasing mostly static images with the audio from the podcast. I may try to work on some video, but I, I don't right now have the technical expertise that allows me to do that. Um, you know, I kind of have my standard introduction, and sometimes, you know, when I'm sitting down with Mick or with a guest, I won't run through that entire introduction while I have them sitting there waiting for me to start the interview. I'll do that at the beginning or I'll do that at the end. So it's kind of hard to structure all of that together because I'm not great at video editing. All right. So, folks, again, I do hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family. You can find me on Twitter at Yank underscore on, a Yank on the 40 podcast on Facebook, a Yank on the 40 on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Just look for Craig Wessels. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be two fantastic games, and we're just a few days away from, unfortunately, the end of the men's season. But the women's comp is heating up, and uh, looking forward to that as well. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 289 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing this episode and your other favorite ones or the website itself, theyankonthefooty.com, with your friends and family. Word of mouth is going to help the show grow. Closing in on 350 episodes. Absolutely appreciate all your kind words. And until next time, goodbye.